Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to On Deck. This is the podcast where we talk all about the Steam Deck. This is episode nine. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. Lloyd, you're running out of fingers, man. I I just have one more. I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do after next episode. I'm, I'm lost. (laughs) uh so if you didn't know if you're listening to this and you're like where can i watch these guys because they're talking about lloyd's fingers uh head on over to our youtube channel nerdnest.tv hit subscribe this show comes out like every two weeks usually on a monday usually late afternoon um so make sure that you subscribe over there to check that out uh and we also have a bunch of other stuff going on over there and if you're watching this and you want to listen to it instead then uh, you can easily find that in the link in the description down below. That's right. We we uh, first before we get started, I want to say thank you to Geek to Sneak and Joe uh, Wiederman for supporting the show. Uh, you guys are awesome. We really do appreciate that. Uh, Lloyd, are you ready to talk about the Steam Deck? Yeah, I, I gotta say before we get started, Bill, we were um, we were gloating. Me and you, we were we were chatting in chat, and we're like, ha. The curse has been busted. The curse is over. <laughs> hallelujah, or whatever we said. We didn't say hallelujah because that's not a thing that I would ever say out loud, uh, except apparently right here on this podcast uh, for really weird reasons. Um, but we were chatting, <laughs> and we were so happy. And then literally the next day, I get an email uh, that says, sorry, uh, we'll get into that later in the show, but <laughs> the curse is still sticking around, and uh, we're, we're sorry, everybody that's watching this. Yeah, well, for those of you that don't know what, what the curse is, uh, for the last, I don't know, almost every episode, it's it like seems like we drop three. an episode. Last three episodes? I think, I, I think it might have been last four, actually. Might have been. Might um, have been. We drop an episode, and like literally right after we drop a, an episode, <laughs> Valve drops huge, huge news. And we're like, all right. Uh, and usually we wait to cover it until the next episode. But uh, we thought maybe... We broke the curse, but we haven't broken the curse. And like Lloyd said, we're going to get to that curse in a little bit. But uh, for those of you that don't know, I've been putting these videos out as premieres so people can all watch them together. Uh, It's pre-recorded, but people can watch them together and everybody's interacting in chat. And you guys have been awesome in there. And I've also been running polls during the the premiere so that people can vote on things and we can talk about that. So... Uh, at the top of the show, I want to talk about a couple of these polls really quick, and then we'll get to the news. So the first, well, this is not in any particular order. Uh, I said, uh, will seeing gray, the unknown icon, stop you from buying a game? If you don't know what we're talking about, check out the previous episode of On Deck. Uh, Valve has this verification system where they say this game will work. This game uh, might work. This game won't work. Uh, and basically, I said, will seeing the gray unknown meaning we don't know if it's going to work icons stop you from buying a game and 61% said no and 38% said yes and I think that speaks to the fact that a lot of the people who are buying the Steam Deck are not buying it as their only uh, gaming platform do you think that's probably true Lloyd yeah I think so and also I think it's um, the flexibility of the Steam Deck where if it's not working on SteamOS 3.0 
well, you just install Windows and then you run it that way. So maybe these people are thinking along those lines where either I have a Windows PC that I can play this game on already, or I plan to make my Steam Deck a Windows PC for the odd game that I need to boot into. Absolutely. Uh, the next poll that I ran, I said, what do you think of the 15 to 20 seconds to resume? So Lloyd and I were talking about that on, on yeah. episode eight, where uh, you can suspend your game really quickly. When you bring it back, it supposedly takes somewhere between 15 to 20 seconds. I asked, what do people think about that? 73% said it's fine. Yeah. 26% said yikes. I'm in the it's fine range as long as there's <laughs> some kind of feedback that tells you we're loading. Take it easy, Bill. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, 15 to 20 seconds is a lot to resume. Um, but again, I, I mean, when you when you resume your, your Nintendo Switch, it's like you turn on the screen, and then you hit a button three times, and if you're like me and you have fat fingers, you hit a second button after the second press, <laughs> so then you have to hit three buttons again. So that maybe that's around 10 seconds to get back into the game. So this won't be too, too bad. Uh, I do hope that they can... Um, I don't know, make that a little bit lower, uh, maybe through some software updates or whatever, get it down to about half of that. Because then I think that would be on par with all the other portable hardware out there for come picking up your device and then playing. About 10 seconds would be perfect, I think. But we're, we're literally splitting hairs here. Like there's between 10 and 15 and 20 seconds. It's not going to ruin your life. So it's not a huge deal. And I don't think it's a big deal. I just want some feedback that tells me that the device knows what I want and it's working on it. Exactly. And then everything's fine. They, it can be a minute to resume as mm -hmm. long as there's a feedback loop that tells me, stop hitting buttons, you impatient moron. <laughs> uh, because that's who I am. I'm very impatient. And I think that the tech isn't doing what it's supposed to do. And Valve. Uh, the next poll, and, and I said, should, go ahead. I was going to say, and Valve, feel free to steal that text and put it on the screen. Like we, we're, we're freely giving it to you, Valve. Yeah, you can even use my stupid face yeah. uh, right right <laughs> next to it. Uh, <laughs> that would be really funny. That would be great. Uh, the next poll I ran said I should I said should devs push lower res stuff to the Steam Deck by default to save space. This came from an idea from one of you left a left a uh, a comment in one of our previous videos, and we we talked about it at length in the last episode. Seventy three percent said yes saving space would be a good thing and or no yeah oh yeah it was 73 percent and 26 percent said no mm -hmm. they shouldn't do that by default to save space now i'm all for them doing it but what do you think about the idea of by default yeah i i, I do think it should be by default if only just to have less data being sent over the internet like why would i download like 10 gigs of textures that are useless for me when I'm playing a game, uh, whether it's on my PC, if I have a 1080p screen, why why by default am I downloading 4K textures? Uh, like th that that seems like a, a, a simple addition, have different um, different ways for developers to have different versions of their assets and, and do it automatically. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good thing. And interesting enough with this poll, both the last one and this one had the exact same responses, 73% and 26%. So people that are okay waiting also want s smaller file size. I mean, I'm no statistician, but I <laughs> clearly the data uh, um, does that. Of course, um, I'm not going to say that it's a big sample size or anything, but I, I thought that was kind of interesting where uh, a lot of the people that were watching have kind of the same ideas as each other. Yeah, and... Stick around because we're definitely going to talk about this particular item a little bit later on in the show. That's right. Um, 
All right, we had a comment in the in the previous episode, I think episode seven. Uh, Sands here said, "Let's say the Steam Deck runs AAA games like GTA Five or Red Dead Redemption or Resident Evil Village at 720p medium to high at 30 frames per second. Do you consider this to be a decent gaming experience?" And I don't know. As long as I can play the games, I'm super not picky about that stuff. So right. I don't think I can really answer that. But I asked. I asked the audience last episode, and 84% said, yes, that is a good enough gaming experience. Only 15% said no. And I found that to be surprising. I thought a lot more people would have said no just because of the 30 frames per second qualifier yeah. that Sans had posted in there. Yeah, exactly. For me, um, I I prefer 60 frames a second wherever I can. So if if I'm playing a game and I can get it up to 60 frames a second... For me, that is ideal. I know there's science out there and people say, well, your brain can't uh, can't even see 60 frames a second. But clearly, 60 is better than 30. And it, it's less to do with the number of times the screen updates. It's more to do with how responsive the controls are to movement. So if if you're if you're at 30 frames a second, this the screen or the game can only take input 30 times a second and start updating the screen 30 times a second. Where when you're at 60 frames a second, it can it can do that. Um, it can start that process uh, twice as frequently if you want. Um, so that's when I really notice 60 frames a second when I'm moving my camera around. Um, the, mm -hmm. the actual in-game, um, in-game, like if I'm driving or whatever, 60 and 30 really doesn't, it kind of all blends into one for me. Um, but when you're moving the camera around, that's when I really notice it. Um, if I can play every game that I own on Steam at 720p, 60 frames a second, I will be happy. Even if I have to turn a bunch of the, the graphic settings down, uh, because to me, that would be ideal for this little handheld gaming device, because there's very few games on my Switch that go 60 frames a second. But what an amazing experience uh, it, it, when it actually hits 60 frames a second. It, it just, everything is buttery smooth. Um, so if we can do that on the Steam Deck, I'd be very, very happy. Absolutely. All right. This one uh, is going to segue us into the news, and it's really painful to say. Uh, Joseph Martinez dropped a comment. They said, uh, <laughs> this one's so painful to read out loud. They said, when do y'all think Valve's going to ship Steam Decks next month? So up until this point, we were all like, hey, we're getting them in December. Well, not uh, not Lloyd and I. We were we we're quarter one, but mm -hmm. they, you know, we're getting them in December. Uh, and so Valve hadn't said anything about shipping dates yet. And Joseph Martinez is wondering, when am I going to be getting my Steam Deck? Uh, and then I had run a poll asking everybody, when are you getting your Steam Deck? And I said, uh, at quarter one was 39%, quarter two was 33%, after quarter two was 19%, or, or never was in there. And then December was 7%. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, December 7%. Uh, you're not getting in. That's now zero percent because <laughs> right. the Steam Deck has been delayed. Uh, Lloyd, you want to read this email from the Steam team? Yeah. Hello, Blue Squiggly Lines. Uh, the launch of Steam Deck will be delayed by two months. We're sorry about this. We did our best to work around the global supply chain issues, but due to material shortages, components aren't reaching our manufacturing facilities in time for us to meet our initial launch dates. Based on our updated build estimates, Steam Deck will start shipping February of 2022. This will be the new start date for the reservation queue, 
you will need to keep your or you will keep your place in line, but dates will shift back accordingly. Reservation date estimates will be updated shortly after this announcement. Again, we're sorry we won't be able to make our original ship date. We'll continue working to improve reservation dates based on the new timeline, and we'll keep you updated as we go. To view your updated order delivery and FAQ, please visit the Steam Deck store page. Cheers, the Steam Team. Yeah, man, I am so sad about that. There's no cheers uh, because no cheers. In, there's no cheers in this email. There was there was no cheers happening when I read this. No, there's not. It, it's it, we had a bunch of community members in our uh, community Discord. Link in the description down below. Um, post their screenshots, and this is actually one of their screenshots um, that they had dropped in the Discord. I immediately grabbed my phone and looked, and sure enough, I got the same email. Lloyd said at the beginning of the show he got the same email. So yeah. everybody's Steam decks are now uh, two months later than they were originally going to be, which is a huge disappointment. I know that there's, like, I've seen a lot of people complaining and saying, oh, I'm canceling my pre-order, and what I have to say is that is thank you, because now <laughs> mine will be a little bit sooner. <laughs> right. But, um Oh, what a what an absolute blow! I, I will say this, uh, and then we'll talk about this a little bit. Valve is not the only one running into these issues. There's a tweet uh, from The Verge that says uh, Sony is reportedly making fewer PS5s because of component shortages. This is like a worldwide problem. This is not a Valve problem. This is not a Steam Deck problem. This is a global chip shortage problem and a supply right. chain problem that valve and sony and nintendo and microsoft and all you know in nvidia they cannot solve this issue themselves yeah it needs to be solved for them and until then we're going to continue to see these kind of delays which is disappointing yeah but shouldn't be surprising what what are your thoughts on this lloyd it's sad but it's it's sadly the way of life right now um i i kickstart um board games and other things every once in a while if something um jumps out at me as something that i want to support uh, one of the kickstarters that i um that i um funded uh delivery times basically got delayed 3 months uh because the stuff was loaded onto a uh into shipping crates and then it sat for like six weeks and it could they couldn't find a ship to put it on. And then it sat on the ship for like two weeks and then it crossed the ocean. And then it's been sitting in that huge mess that is uh, L.A. or New York. I don't know which port they're using where they have like, I don't know, 300 ships just sitting there docked offshore because they can't get to the to the to the shore. So not only is it hard to find components, it's hard to find the ability to put that stuff on something and take it from where it was made to where it's being distributed. So this is happening all over the place. And Steam was very, um, very sure about the ship date. And they'd even commented uh, prior to this delay saying, no, we're, we're, everything's, everything's looking great. And then, yeah, a couple days after we released the show, uh, I get that email. So it is sad. It's <laughs> obviously not the end of the world. Um, but I got to say, one single tear rolled down my cheek when I opened up my uh, Steam Deck pre-order, <laughs> and it went from Q1 to Q2 2022. Oh, I think mine's still Q. Now I have to check again. Yeah. I'll probably check in the middle of the show while you're talking at some point. Sure. Um, I feel like this is a good opportunity for George Clooney and Brad Pitt to make uh, Ocean's 21, <laughs> where literally they are trying to do a heist of some stuff that's sitting in a boat on the ocean waiting to get into port that would be great uh, so 
that one's free, Hollywood. You can make that one right there. Just giving everything and away. I think that that it just it writes itself. <laughs> um, let's move on and talk about the other huge news that happened this week, and that would sure. be uh, the Steam Deck development live stream. Um, yeah. This was something that I was looking forward to, but not expecting to get so much good information from. Now, if you don't subscribe to the YouTube channel, then you probably don't know. I went through with a fine-tooth comb. I watched the whole thing, and yep. basically I turned my camera on, and then every time they said something that I thought was interesting, I would pause the video and just kind of give give my reaction to what they were talking about, then unpause and watch some more, and I cut all that stuff out, slapped it together, and put it up yep. on the YouTube channel. So head on over to nerdnest.tv if you want to see my initial thoughts without any time to like really think things through Mm -hmm. what was i thinking about it when they were showing off some stuff now talking about showing off some stuff they showed off some really cool stuff like some cool prototypes there's this really weird looking prototype that (laughs) i can't tell if it has joysticks or not um uh it's got like these little white wings and white buttons and you can see the track pads and i think there might be joysticks there but i'm not sure so there's (laughs) a really weird prototype there and then there's the portal themed white one that has blue and red i'm not blue and red blue and orange thumbsticks which i like that too i like that uh what were the things in this development uh, uh live stream it jumped out to you, Lloyd. Well, first, I got to say, um, Bill, you put up an amazing video. Um, at, thank you for putting that up because that allowed me to quickly scrub through uh, that video. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be either up in a corner somewhere or down below. Make sure to everybody that's watching or listening to this to go go check it out. It's like, oh, it's somewhere like it, my finger's going to point at it somewhere um, when I'm doing this. So uh, you can go check that out because it's it's definitely worth watching. Um, the thing that really jumped out at me was the fact that almost every scene, there's like pictures on the wall, there's development units, there's um, or prototype units everywhere. It looks like there's uh, other types of gaming stuff everywhere. And We've had enough news broken in the past, uh, like six months to a year, just by having um, like uh, Phil Phil Spencer has a <laughs> Nintendo Switch behind him, or he has a, a a weird knife, and that is because they bought Bethesda, and that's it's actually a Daedric artifact or what, whatever whatever that stuff was. We've had enough of that happen. They, Valve had to know that everyone is pausing whatever the highest resolution of this video was. I don't think it was 4K, but 1080p. They're doing the whole enhance, enhance, enhance to try to see what is what is on the wall. To me, that was the most surprising thing because um, sure, some of these things will probably make their way into patents, uh, patent submissions. Um, but they're just like giving free ideas out to everybody, saying, "Hey, look at all the stuff that we tried. It didn't work. This is what we settled on." Um, mm-hmm. This might be good for design students just to look at what doesn't work when you're throwing up weird prototypes um, and and what this weird prototype then eventually became. Uh, to me, that was the most um, exciting thing, just seeing kind of the design process, because you normally don't get that stuff until like no clip does a, a documentary <laughs> right. six months after or whatever. So I really, really love that. And, and thanks to Valve for leaving all that stuff in. Yeah, that absolutely reminds me of when the Steam controller came out. They had like this picture that had all the different iterations of the prototypes uh, on like a big grid with the final Steam controller down at the bottom right and the very first prototype up on the top left. And I thought that was really cool to see like how they 
were trying to tackle things going from having a trackball in it to deciding to go with track pads. All of that stuff is cool. And I have to admit, I, I didn't sit there and scrub through each frame of this because, I mean, who has time for that? Some people do. What I would really like to see Valve do sell t-shirts that have some of these drawings yes. on them because they're so cool or posters. posters i would love to have a poster on my wall mm-hmm. like these things that are clearly just paper with somebody had drawn stuff uh because you can even see the tacks in the wall i mm-hmm. think it just looks awesome and i i would love to have some of these as like posters or a release like a a, a a book right that, uh, that you can sell on amazon that people can flip through and look at because people love that kind of stuff and i yeah. love the design stuff you can't see it right now but up in the on my on the wall to my left they could have uh the steam deck be the first console releasing or the first um We'll call it a console. It's just easy to say. Uh, console releasing with digital DLC, and that digital DLC is an art book. <laughs> so you buy you buy a console and you get an art book as digital DLC. That would be really awesome as well. All right. So for me, the thing that I got most excited about uh, from this, and we we obviously we can't talk about all of the stuff that they showed off in this uh, thing today. Right. Uh, but for me, the thing that jumped out to me the most was the improvements to Steam input. Yes. Um. I I had already recorded a video and I've trashed it and thrown it away <laughs> uh, for multiple reasons. One, I was still learning how uh, a different microphone was working and I didn't have really good audio on it. But two, I was talking about Steam input and why it's really good and why it's really bad. And it looks like they have fixed all of the things that I have problems with for it. Because when you sit down... And you can see what it's like currently to use Steam Input. I have a video on our YouTube channel where I was playing New World and just showing people how do you set up um, personalized controls for a game. Right. Uh, So you can see what it's like if you don't use Steam Input currently. And it is so much better. The the new way of doing it is so much better than the old way of doing it. The old way of doing it is clearly designed by engineers and ui people were like held at bay with torches and pitchforks right. and something like they i don't know they, they locked them in the basement or something and didn't let ui people really get at it and say well why don't you try this because that would make it so much easier for joe schmo to to, to pick up a, a a controller and start customizing things this looks like they finally let the ui people out of the basement and said why don't you guys fix this for us because while i love steam input it is my favorite thing about the steam controller it is also very unwieldy and hard to grok at a high level i think unless you really really spend some time with it. it it definitely looks like when you first open it up for the first time it looks like you're you're hacking something if you're not someone that has ever been uh, a hacker it's like oh my god there's this weird window with a weird font size like what am i doing here why am i in the the guts of my steam client this doesn't make any sense um the new stuff that they showed off looks really good it it looks like it's responsive um so you can have it on a 4k screen and it looks good you can have it on the 720 or 800p screen of the steam deck and it looks good um they they used really um they must have iterated on this time and time and time and time again 
to have it look really, really, I don't know, it looks like it fits on the, the Steam Deck without being too hard to read. Uh, it's good for old people like uh, Bill and I with our old eyes. We can see it. Um, it's good for when it's on PC as well. Um, what a really, really awesome change to the interface. And we've seen that already, obviously, with the uh, the, the little check marks. Um, they're updating the interface a little bit to add that stuff. Of course, you'll only see it if you own a Steam Deck. We, we talked about that last episode. But then to go and kind of redo the, the, whole, the whole Steam input UI, um, it looks really good. It looks like something that was designed just for this device that they, they then took and then ported to the PC uh, instead of the other way around, which um, means that it's going to operate really, really well on the Steam Deck. Yeah, the old way of interacting with Steam input would be you would click on a button. Well, actually, you wouldn't click on the button. You would click on a menu item that was pointing to the button and then that would open up a picture of a keyboard and a mouse and then you had to click on that picture of a keyboard and a mouse and then you had some things to configure uh that were about that and they had these really really long descriptions explaining what different things did different sliders did and every single slider uh was a horizontal slider even in the even if it was something that was moving something in a vertical direction it was still a horizontal slider which made no sense to me so i mean lloyd's making a really good point that this looks really good mm-hmm. but for me this is far more about usability for and sure. it looks so much more usable yep. than the previous way of doing it now there is of course a trade-off that you have to consider is that am i by making it simpler for people to understand is the complexity still going to be available so you can really customize the way things work? I hope so. If anybody can figure that out, it's Valve. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 just, I worry a little bit that now things won't be as, um, as versatile as right. they were in the past. But until we get our hands on it in February and probably much later than that, yeah, uh, only time will tell. I. I hope that this is a case of good design informing um, the usability. So they designed it the way that is the most uh, user-friendly, and then they rewired all of the uh, the stuff behind to say, hey, if we, if we have it look this way, it also needs to perform this way so that everything makes sense, so that our design and our, our guts are kind of um, the same. They all kind of talk to each other properly. So um, it looks like they're doing this the right way, and I can't wait to play around with it myself in, sadly, quarter two to 2022. <laughs> and I forgot I was I forgot to look, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably look later, maybe when <laughs> I'm editing the video or something and sure. put, it, put a thing in here afterwards. But uh, let's move on to performance. This is the one that I think a lot of people are really, really wondering about. A lot of people want to know about the performance of the Steam Deck. That is probably the most posted about thing that I ever see is, will it do this? Can it do that? Will I be able to play this game at this resolution, at this frame rate? Lloyd and I have talked about this ad nauseum, of course. Valve decided to talk about, if you want to make your own, and this was aimed at developers, not you and me, but if they... If they want, if if developers want to make their own Steam Deck because maybe they can't get their hands on um, one of the prototype or dev kits, um, you can buy these things, and this will be a pretty good approximation. Now, one of the things that I really like that they said is that 
after some arguing. So like uh-huh. they argued about what the the right hardware would be in order to um emulate, not really emulate, but in order to make something similar in power to the Steam Deck and they had to argue about it because it's not an off the shelf kind of thing. In fact, they specifically said we could not build something with off the shelf parts that hit our power to uh, watt ratio that Mm -hmm. we were looking for. So making direct comparisons is really, really hard. Valve has specifically said they can't do it. Uh, But what they're comparing it to is an AMD Ryzen 7 5 3750H, Radeon RX Vega 10 graphics, and 16 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, They said the team agreed that while the GPU is a little weaker, the CPU is a little stronger, it's pretty comparable to the specs of the Steam Deck when running games at 1280 by 800. The This one was $660 on Amazon. Right. So it's still pretty expensive, especially when you can get a Steam Deck for 400 bucks. Right. Um, and there's definitely other options out there. Just look for ones with similar GPU, CPU slash GPU specs, ideally using an AMD chip and Radeon graphics to be the closest to the Steam Deck. Now, when I listed off AMD Ryzen 7, blah, blah, blah. My eyes glazed over. I don't know what the (laughs) hell I'm reading. So other people are going to have to explain that to me. Maybe other people is Lloyd. Lloyd, do you feel like you know enough about computer hardware to say i i used to i used to know i used to know every cpu and the specs and the uh the 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 speed on the bus for different motherboards and different chipsets and memory timing i don't know that stuff anymore but i i know kind of the the class of hardware so this is all super modern ish kind of hardware and that's why buying a mini pc uh, with those specs is super expensive because the, the the motherboards for this class of hardware, they're still pretty expensive. Um, but this just goes to show that um, com- PC hardware is an apples to apples comparison. So if Bill has right. if Bill has a CPU, a GPU and memory and his motherboard is super fast and then I buy the exact same hardware, but I have a motherboard that has a slower bus between the CPU and the memory or the or the PC, PCIe slots and the memory. Bill's performance is going to be better than mine, even though our hardware is exactly the same. And that's one of the, the issues with PC hardware. Comparing apples to apples is really, really hard. So for them to say, this was a hard thing to figure out because we have an SOC. Everything's built in. It's very, very small path between the memory and the, the the CPU and the GPU. But this is what we thought would be the best. I, I really like that. Um, but to me, uh, I don't know about you, Bill, but to me, the best thing they showed off was that cute little tiny screen that they put on top of this little mini case. It's like a little <laughs> little seven inch LCD panel. I'm like, I want one of those little guys. Yeah, like there you go. I, I need one of those little guys. Those are cool. Um, I, d- I didn't realize that you could get them with like little monitor stands and everything. You could make a, you could make a little computer <laughs> so space adorable. for your cat or something uh, using mm-hmm. that that hardware. Um, but anyway, jokes aside, uh, I like that they did that. It, it gives developers that maybe can't get a Steam Deck in their in their hands right now to test their games. It gives them kind of a reference spec, and it's very similar to what happens. Like PS Five is be- is coming out in two years, say. Uh, developers find out that new hardware is coming and here's base specs if you want to build a PC to develop for. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what happens with the early dev kits. They're really just PCs with super high specs. They're like $5,000 PCs, but they simulate what the $300 device in two years is going gonna, is gonna to perform as. Um, it's good for Steam to come out and uh, give that stuff to their developers. 
I also really, really like how, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Adamant that Valve was about developers getting their hands on a seven inch screen yeah. so that they could, um, so that they could show off or, or test how readable the text is in their yeah. games. Because I, as somebody who played a lot of games on my Nintendo switch, um, there were a lot of times where I was looking at the text and saying, I can't quite make out what this is saying. For those of you who are wondering, why do I have this little tiny screen? <laughs> it's a monitor for my, for my, my fancy camera over there so that I can see what I'm doing. Cause my camera doesn't have a flip out screen. So if I'm pointing my camera at me, I needed to be able to see myself so that I know <laughs> that I'm not pointing it at like missing my eyes, uh, up or whatever. So that's why I have one of those. Uh, but yeah, making sure things are readable seems very, very important to Valve. And that's yeah. something that I think a lot of people and a lot of devs aren't going to think about. They'll think, oh, well, my game is X years old. I'm sure it's going to run fine on the Steam Deck. I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you got to make sure that people can see and read the text in your game when it's uh, on a little tiny screen at 800p that's right it's a really important thing yep 100 even if you are a developer and you're used to testing your games at 720p because that's something that you have in your your test suite you do 720p 1080p 1440p 4k well it doesn't mean that it's going to look as good at 720p because you're not playing on a 34 inch screen sitting in front of you in your development um, office you're on a little seven inch device. So yeah, uh, really good tips from Valve to the developers um, to make this the the best experience for all the people that are getting one of these things in their hands and then wanting to go buy games. Yeah, and then when you get all those games, you gotta have some place to put them and there brings us to storage. Um, in my video where I, cause I watched like the live stream in, in the live stream, they had uh, different graphs than they had in their later videos. They right. changed them out because a lot of people, myself including, included, were criticizing the graphs, saying that they were, I don't want to say misleading, but uh, they just weren't good graphs. And now I don't think that it, it was intentional. I think it was somebody who wasn't paying close enough attention to what they were doing and spit out bad graphs. Mm -hmm. Valve got the feedback and said, oh, okay, let's fix that. And they fixed it in their later videos. So... Uh, if you want to see what the graphs originally look like, check out my stream or not stream my video uh, link in the description, either down below or in the cards or whatever. Uh, but they're comparing game load time for the storage and boot time for the storage. And if you've got a 512 gigabyte model, they're saying that is the one X speed, right? All right. And then uh, 64 gigabyte EMMC. That's like the base model. That's the, the, the cheapest, the $400 version, the game load time will be 1.125 times greater than um, than the 512 gig model, which right. 12, honestly, 12%. at the end of the day, that's really not that much of a... I mean, it might sound like, like a big difference, but it's not really that big of a difference. Right. And then if you're on an SD card, uh, it's even more, but it's 1.18x, so a right. little bit more. And look... When you're talking about long load times, do I prefer my load times to be faster? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But am I willing to wait a little bit more time just to save some money on not having to buy the $649 version of the Steam Deck? Right. Yes. And even if you get that $649 version of the, of the Steam Deck, 
that is going to run out of space as well. Right. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, and then we've got boot times. The 512 boot time is the 1X, so we're comparing to that. Uh, the 64 EMMC boot time is going to be 1.25 times greater than that. So your games will both boot slower and load slower when it comes to the non-512 gig version. However, once your game is loaded, it's going to be the same experience no matter which plat no matter which version you have with the exception of the fancy frosted glass or whatever right. on the most expensive version. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the storage stuff? Like? Um I, I like it. I I hate these graphs. Um your data is between 1 and 1.2, 1 but the but the graph starts at 0 and goes to 1.4 like it just it's weird. It's weird to me. They could have just used percentages like uh the the game loads uh, on uh, the 64 gig one, it's 12% slower. It's 18% slower if you use SD card. That would be better numbers than just having a weird graph like that. But anyway, that's just doing data analysis. Doesn't really matter. Uh, for me, uh, the the difference between an SD card and the 512, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as I thought it would be because I've I've tried to load apps off an SD card on my Mac before. And it is a painful process because my MacBook Pro is a really slow uh, SD card uh, reader, or my old MacBook Pro rather had an old, a really slow SD card reader. Um, I'm getting a new one in the near future, which I think is a faster one. So I'll have to see if that's even possible. But um, it, it doesn't show that it's that bad. Like between the 512 and the 64 gig, it's it's maybe 25% uh, longer boot time, but that doesn't mean that the game is going to going to perform worse it's just going to take longer to boot which boot times are on modern games are usually pretty slow anyway or pretty fast anyway so adding a little bit to that probably isn't going to be such a huge issue so um this was heartening to me uh i was worried that running stuff off my sd card is going to be way too slow and then i'm going to have to replace my ssd sooner rather than later uh it looks like i might be able to buy like a, a one terabyte sd card and just live with that for for the next like year or two um, it's not as bad of an experience as I thought it would be. Yeah. Speaking of storage, um, this one calls back to the beginning of the show where we were talking about that comment and that poll where uh, it was all about, you know, storage and should Valve encourage developers to uh, ship a version of your game with a smaller memory, not memory, a storage footprint. Um they specifically said developers can configure content depots, depots, depots on <laughs> Steam marked as Steam Deck only. So instead of downloading a whole lot of high resolution textures, developers can set a package of lower resolution textures just for the deck as one example, which yeah. is exactly what we were talking about last week. 100%. And I'm super happy that that is what they have said that they're going to do. Now, just because Valve is encouraging it, doesn't mean that game developers will do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how Valve can entice developers to do that, but I really hope that they find some kind of way, either a carrot or a stick, mm -hmm. uh, in order to get developers to make that happen. That way, you know, that one terabyte SSD card that Lloyd just purchased is not going to fill up on like five six games and now he can't play anything or can't download anything without having to fight with managing storage for those of you that don't know lloyd and i both use a lot of cloud gaming and when with cloud gaming you do not have to manage your storage at all right and going back to managing storage is absolutely going to be a pain point 
for at least for me when it comes to the Steam Deck. Now, Lloyd, you also grabbed a um, a comment from John Sandin. You want to read that one? Yeah, for sure. So John Sandin uh, commented on our last video saying, I just looked at the October 2021 Steam hardware survey. It looks like 83% of users are running at 1080p or lower. 1440p comes in at 9% and uh, I'm in the 0.04% that are running 4K super wide, uh, 21.9. Uh, the 4K users are 2.4%. So yeah, sending the smaller texture packs when appropriate would make sense for Valve on Steam in general, and especially for Steam decks that have limited storage. So a uh, perfect way to encapsulate that, John. Um, if most people, if what is, what's the percentage? 83% aren't gaming higher than 1080p. Well, you should definitely have a way for developers to, um, to, to put lower assets uh, packages into the store. And... Clearly, that's what they're doing just by having uh, when you're submitting your um, your files to whatever uh, depot uh, Steam is using, because I've never developed for Steam, so I don't know what they're using. Uh, but you just upload the assets to um, to a, basically a fork marked Steam Deck or or deck or whatever it is, and that will be the the assets that go down to the deck users. Makes total sense. We said, of course, Steam is going to do this. They think ahead. They they think of all the things. Well, clearly they did, and this is going to happen, which is uh, which is a very very good thing. Yeah, I do hope that they also give you the option to download the bigger textures if you want. Um, and and I, I you know, I I was thinking just about the Steam Deck, but what Josh Sandlin was saying makes so much sense that it should be something that Valve does across all of. All of their, um, all of Steam, because right. there's a lot of people who are playing games on a laptop. Not everybody has giant terabyte drives. Like I just had to replace uh, a, ter a two terabyte drive in my in my uh, in my desktop PC. Right. But not everybody has giant massive storage solutions. I don't even know if two terabytes is still giant and massive, but whatever. <laughs> um, no, not everybody has those those storage solutions. So across Steam in general. I do think that that's a good idea, encouraging devs and publishers to make sure that their game isn't taking up more room on somebody's system than is needed. Definitely. You look at things like the Nintendo Switch, somehow Nintendo finds a way to cram, you know, Breath of the Wild down into four gigabytes, but then you download something like, uh, I don't know, Game X, and uh, that Game X takes up 300 gigabytes of space and you're like how does that even happen right. like and i think that some devs and i don't like the word lazy but i feel like some devs they get so focused on making the game run well and making the game optimized for the gameplay experience that they forget about the storage space that they're taking up and you know no time in the past has that become more apparent than when I got my hands on my Xbox Series X. I, I have had to delete games in order to install other games. And right. that's something that I really don't like doing because I'm lazy and I don't want to fight with the storage system or manage <laughs> that because that becomes another game in itself where I'm, you know, when you get home from the grocery store and you're trying to put everything in the cupboards and you're like, ah, I can't fit all this in the one floor or, or you're folding your laundry it's... and you have too many clothes to put in the dresser and you're trying to Tetris them all into there. there you go. I feel like I'm playing that game with my storage on my Xbox and I don't want to have to do that 
on the Steam Deck. I was going to say the <laughs> game you're talking about is Tetris, and you said it, so uh, you you ruined my comment, Bill. Damn you! But uh, <laughs> sorry about but, that. But yeah, we've been working together so long that we just finished <laughs> each other's uh, sandwiches. Sa there now. you go. I was going to say sandwiches. <laughs> Damn it! You, you ruined that. All right, um, uh, we've got a couple. Go ahead. No, I was going to say uh, this is great. This shows that um, Valve is not just listening to end users and developers they're also thinking ahead at uh so all the, the bright ideas that we think were geniuses to have um the the geniuses at valve the, the true geniuses at valve have already thought about this and are either implementing if it implementing it if it's a good idea or planning it for implementation down the road that is what you want to see with new hardware you want to see frequent updates frequent development um ad additions and new features because it shows that they're not just throwing this out there to the wolves and it's either going to sink or swim because I'm going to take all of my comparisons and just mix them all up together. Uh, there's no sink or swim wolves in in uh, what Valve is doing with the Steam Deck, uh, which is a really good thing to see. All right. Uh, we got a question here from MCKUC and it's something that I didn't really think about. They said, what do you think the docking station should offer? Maybe an M.2 slot and so on. Would like to hear your opinions. Yeah. Excuse me on the next on deck episode. And I never thought about adding storage to the docking station. And I don't know how I feel about that. That's, it's a weird idea. I, my initial thoughts when I heard that they were working on a dock, well, first off, they have said that you can use whatever USB-C dock that you already have, which right. is great. Uh, but my initial thoughts when I heard that they were working on the dock was, okay, so uh, power, HDMI out, a couple of USB ports you're probably good. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea of adding storage to that is really interesting and weird at the same time. I, I don't know if I think that that's a good idea or a bad idea because what happens if you're playing a game that's on that storage, you unplug it and take it with you because you forgot that that game was stored on your on the dock right uh and not on the deck uh <laughs> and now you've unplugged it and your game crashes and you didn't get a chance to save so uh, of course that's on the user for not knowing what they're doing but mm. we, we've had that issue where you know somebody might have an external hard drive plugged into their computer and they unplug it and take it someplace what are your thoughts on that lloyd yeah I, i'm glad that steam's actual dock that they're selling doesn't have this because that that would to me that's a support nightmare um, but that would be an interesting thing to support. So if a third-party developer is making uh, a dock that will work with the Steam Deck um, and also work with other computers and laptops and whatnot, having um, one of these little guys, like I have I have one of these things for my MacBook. Um, it's just this little thing that plugs into the side because it has the two uh, USB-C ports on the side of my MacBook Pro, uh, but then it has uh, USB and HDMI and uh, USB-C in for power. Um, having something like this that is bigger and has an M2 slot where you can put storage as well, um, that would be really cool. Um, but it would mainly, to me, um, I could be wrong, but the, my use case for something like that would be people that want to use the Steam Deck as a PC when they're not gaming on it. So they would dock it, boot into a Linux desktop that is running off of that M2 card that is inside of your little dock, and you have all your games that you play in 4K, uh, or whatever. Um, I, I don't think 4K gaming on this device is going to be really good, but maybe even 1080p. You have some other games that are specific for that, other apps. You have the GIMP. You have some video editing software. You have 
uh, audio editing, whatever you have loaded on that thing. So it's there when you boot into your desktop, but then when you undock your, your Steam Deck and take it with you, you don't have any need for that data because that's all for like the desktop version. Um, so I could see that would be a useful um, piece of hardware down the road. Um, but I, I don't think Valve putting that into their dock would be a good idea just because the same thing that Bill just said would happen. Someone's playing The Witcher. They've done uh, a huge quest line and they killed this beast with their silver sword. And they're so happy because they had the right combination of poisons and whatever. And it's the they've tried it 10 times. And this is the only time they were able to <laughs> kill this beast. And then they're so happy. They take their dock to go show their significant other or their kids or whatever. And then the game crashes and they didn't save. And it's like, oh, my God, that would be a support nightmare for Valve. Um but third-party um, um, hardware manufacturers doing something like that, I think could have some use, but mainly just for kind of like the docked desktop version of the Steam Deck. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, uh, but not something that I would personally use. But I'm going to leave this open for everybody who's watching this. Leave a comment down below. What kind of things do you think would be cool to be on a USB-C dock for the Steam Deck, obviously outside of, you know, HDMI um, power and USB slots. Like, what other stuff do you think would make sense for the Steam Deck? Uh, and, and I would say stick, stay away from VR because Valve said multiple times during their development stream, this is not for VR. Right. You can plug it in, but it's not what we made it for going to be a bad experience so mm. i'm curious if other people can think of really really cool things that you can do with that dock that i mean obviously i never considered putting storage on it so i'm sure that other people are going to think of something really cool yep um zarthos 007 <laughs> uh they said retroarch is now free on steam can you say emulation powerhouse this is why steam deck is going to be amazing uh, Lloyd, I'm going to let you tackle this one. You have you did our video about uh, emulation and the Steam Deck and why it's going to be like the best emulation device ever. Uh, why don't you ta tackle Zarthos 007's comment and just don't reveal where his location? <laughs> All right. So Zarthos, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, leaving a comment. And yes, I I agree. This is going to be an amazing, an amazing emulation device. Um, I did a video on it. You could check it out um, probably below or around. Look for the floating thing somewhere. Uh, I'm sure Bill's going to put it up there. Um, it's it, it's going to be great. It, it was always free on Steam, but it was kind of uh, you had to apply for the beta test, which was instantaneous. And then you could download the beta version. Now it's just a free app that is out there. Um, what I'd really love to see is more emulation developers do the same thing. So you could have, um, I don't know, I don't know what the good Super Nintendo emulator is right now, but you have like a, a, a an emulator that is just for Super Nintendo and it's the best version of that emulator. And maybe it does Virtual Boy or something, something crazy. So it's like, I want this particular one, but now I don't have to go, okay, how do I install this through a Linux repo or uh, how do I install it? Do I have to... Uh, do I have to install some other package manager? Like, what is this going to happen? Or how is this going to happen, rather? It would be better if it was just in Steam. So um, having RetroArch up there uh, is good because that tells other emulation developers that, hey, Steam is a good place to put this stuff. Um, and yeah, that's what I really, really hope to see because as easy as Linux is for people that have used it before, 
someone that is starting off um, buying a Steam Deck, it's the first time that they've ever dealt with Linux, um, like not behind the scenes, but actually keyboard on to text editing thing, that's going to be a, a huge issue for a lot of people. It's not hard, but it's a learning curve that maybe a lot of people don't want to go through. Having all that stuff um, just in Steam and it's like a one-click download and install uh, would be huge. So I, I really hope that other other emulation developers start doing stuff like that. And I understand that there might be issues with like the Creative Commons licenses that they're using. They have various other cores that they've used that are open source and maybe they can't put it in certain places. Um, there's going to be some issues there, I'm sure. Um, but getting more emulators into Steam, particularly for the Steam Deck, I think would be huge. You know, you, you mentioned um, installing things that are not on Steam. And that reminded me of something that, and I don't have the exact phrasing, uh, but I had a question about it and I just, I ran out of time to, to research it. Mm -hmm. um, because Steam is using an immutable um, image for its uh, OS, meaning its OS updates are, you don't just update files, you download the entire OS again. Right. Um, Somebody said something along the lines that means that flat packs are going to be a big thing. And I I don't know if you can answer this, Lloyd. And if not, somebody answer in the comment section down below. The hell is a flat pack? I've never heard of that before. I mean, maybe I have, but it just never registered. I, I don't know what that would be referencing. So, um, okay. yeah, my apologies. I don't, I don't know what that is. Well, you've let me down, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to do... Google search Linux flat pack and see if it's a thing that I should know. The future and of application. Oh, it's just a software package manager. Okay. Well, that's that's why I've never used it. So that's what it is. Uh, it's basically a package management um, solution for Linux. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't use Linux, so I don't know. Uh, but I will be using Linux uh, sometime in quarter one. 2000 no actually i don't remember now i haven't looked um okay uh, someday i'll be using linux i thought you looked and you were gonna there. rub my nose in it that yours is no. still quarter one and mine is quarter two i would have been really sad i was being a good listener and not googling things while you were talking <laughs> so sorry about that nice uh but anyway that's it for this episode of on deck if uh if like you if if you haven't already Check out our YouTube channel over at nerdnest.tv. We put a lot of stuff out there. I just dropped a video about my experience playing Halo multiplayer for the first time. I've never played Halo multiplayer before. I've um, only played Halo 1 uh, and <laughs> right. never played any of the other Halos. And so playing Halo Infinite multiplayer, I've been having a blast with it. So check out that video. And Lloyd posted a video. What was the one that you just did? It was a very pretty game on, on GeForce Now. Uh, yeah. On Bright um, something or other? Yeah, Bright Memory Infinites um, on uh, GeForce Now with uh, not even ray tracing turned on, just DLSS. That game is ridiculous looking. Um, very, very nice looking game. Uh, awesome. Anyway, I don't know. My brain stopped working. That's it for this episode <laughs> of On Deck. We will see you all next time. Thanks for watching. Stay awesome, everybody. Take it easy, everybody. We'll see you in episode 10. 